How the Cat Was Belled by Carolyn Wells. Recorded for LibriVox.org by Carolyn Francis. A fable told by La Fontaine two centuries or more ago describes some rats who would harangue a cat, their direst foe, who killed so many rats and caused the deepest woe, this Catiline of cats. The poor rats were at their wits' end their homes and families to defend, and as a last resort they took the case to court. It seems they called a caucus wise of rats of every age and size, and then their dean, with sapient mien, a very salone of a rat, said it was best to bell the cat. The quaint old tale goes on to tell how this plan would have worked quite well, but somehow flaws appeared because no one would hang the bell. Though there the ancient fable ends, later report the tale extends. No longer is the truth withheld, developments appear, and so you have it here, for the first time set down in rhyme just how that cat was belled. The council, as t'was getting late, was just about to separate, when suddenly a rat arose who said he could a plan propose which would, he thought, succeed, and meet their urgent need. Now as this rat was very small and had no dignity at all, although his plan was well advised, we really need not be surprised that all the rats of riper years expressed the gravest doubts and fears. Till suddenly he said, said he, If you will leave it all to me, I will avow three days from now that you shall all be free. The solemn council then adjourned, each rat to home and fireside turned. But each shook his wise head and to his neighbor said, It is a dangerous job in truth, though it seems not to headstrong youth. Now young Sir Rat we next behold, with manner brave and visage bold, go marching down to London town, where wondrous things are sold. We see him stop at a large shop, and with the bland clerk's courteous aid, this was the purchase that he made. A bicycle of finest make, with modern gear and patent brake, pedometer, panomic tire, and spokes that look like silver wire, a lantern bright to shine at night, enamel finish, nickel plate, and all improvements up to date. Said slyly Sir Rat, it suits me well, especially that sweet-toned bell. The shades of night were falling fast when Sir Rat turned toward home at last. The neighbors watched him as he passed and said, What is that queer-shaped thing? Surely that can't be made to ring. Sir Rat went on, nor stayed to hear the jest they made. And just outside the old cat's gate he stopped and boldly braved his fate. For if that cat should smell a rat, how quickly he'd come out and catch him, and with what gusto he'd dispatch him. Sir Rat, against the picket fence, leaned the machine, then hurried hence, and hid himself with glee, 
and waited breathlessly to see what that cantankerous cat would say when in the twilight dim he saw that brightly shining rim. Sir Rat, though hidden quite and safely out of sight, had scarcely time to wink his eye when Mr. Cat came sauntering by. "'Ha-ha!' said he. "'What's this I see? A bicycle! And just my size! Well, this, indeed, is a surprise. I'll confiscate this treasure great. How quickly I'll fly o'er the ground when pursuing my hunting round!' He mounted it with eager haste. It suited well his sporting taste. He guided it at will, and used the brake with skill. He grasped the handlebars, and then, you see, it was his custom when he did a thing to do it well. Of course he used the clear-toned bell. Victory now, the deed is done. No longer at the set of sun the rats fly shrieking to their nests. They saunter round with merry jests, and ne'er a thought of fear. Knowing full well they'll hear the bell when Mr. Cat draws near. And young Sir Rat, who did the deed, whose cleverness relieved their need, his wondrous enterprise was lauded to the skies, and everywhere his name was hailed with shouts of fame. In difficulties oft we see modern improvements frequently will prove a happy remedy. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.